I'm Portia. And I'm Kate. And this is Moonchild Revolution. Today we are talking about love, loneliness, and relationships. Oh, shit. What? It's a heavy one. I it mean, is. but it's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a big thing in our life, you know? Like, if you just look at songs, music, books, movies, theater, I mean, even down to, like, go through, like, from theater, whether you're on Broadway, mm-hmm. or even down to, like, ballet, opera, and let's not afraid, you know, with movies, the plots, um, just the prose uh, for poetry, Everything. lyrics of songs. It's everywhere. Our everyday life, everything. It's, it, it's, it's always, you know, it's there. It's an underlying constant thing that we've got. Yes, it is. Going on. It is. So, what is love? And baby, don't hurt me. Oh, we know what's coming. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I feel stupid saying it, but it's funny. And I think most of us hate that song, but you can't help. No, I'll I'll going there, dude. I'll dance, and then I'll sing it. And if I sing, windows break. (laughs) So, by definition, love is in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. There are plenty of things here. You know, of course, they they range. I mean, it's all over the place. But the primary definitions are that love is a strong affection for one another arising out of kinship or personal ties. That's probably the best definition. I mean, of course, there's others like attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, Warm attachment, enthusiasm, devotion. But again, by um, by definition, that's probably the best, is the strong affection for another rising out of kinship or personal ties. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you out of all those, which was the, the number one. Yes. Because I remember looking through those going, yeah, that's probably that closest thing is that kinship, that connection. And in that connection, you're going to see, you know, there's a lot of different shit. You know, it's, it's the search. You know, we're mm-hmm. searching for love. It'd be and I think it's it's a human need innately, you know, because yes. the human race wouldn't exist without something besides just fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have a reason to. I mean, I could be getting real sciencey and kill all kinds of romance around here, but <laughs> you know, there is there is that, and you've got society, you know, with everything that we you know we just kind of touched on. It's everywhere, but it's in our lives. So there's that search. You know, you have that search for companionship, uh, for um, you know, for some, for stability, for others, uh, comfort, uh, sex, and that can be all. Some people, you know, I mean, I've known people that want all four of those. I know people who are into it for one or two of those things, or yep. anything. In a relationship, there's there's so many different kinds. You know, whether it's open, whether it's Casual, whether you don't even know what the fuck a title is, because titles for me never interested me. But, you know, there's a clear difference between all of those when you're looking, you know, for, you know, companionship, sex, stability, comfort, 
that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And there's that heavy need. Sometimes people feel that need, and they're so driven by that need to the point where, and it's very common nowadays, people will get on dating sites. That is on the rise. Okay, so PewResearch.org, they compile a ton of statistics, and they put it all in one. And as always, everything that we quote, everything that we cite will be on our website, on the links for each individual episode will have all of that listed so as far as like dating apps okay per the um, survey of u.s adults conducted in october of 2019 um three in ten u.s adults say they have ever used a dating site or app okay that's that's a good amount of people it is if that's a that's a pretty hefty amount and I'm it is the next one they put out it's going to be interesting which there's going to be a lot of these studies that aren't even out until god knows when this horrible fucking pandemic ends but if it went up oh yeah that's what I'm waiting to see oh and I absolutely I have my theories but love in the time of covid yep so what other option do you really have yeah and then so divert no but that's that's a good point and it is it is something that will be good to come back to absolutely because i mean there's there's no telling but yeah i agree i think it'll go up too um so then roughly six and ten of these online daters somewhere around 57 percent they say that they have had an overall positive experience on these platforms which is i mean that's that's a good thing um 50 percent I mean, it's good that it's the majority, but when it's, you know, 7% over that, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the thing that's kind of troubling about that is that younger women are especially likely to report having troublesome interactions on online dating platforms. So that study was also conducted. It's from the same thing, the virtues and downsides of online dating that was done in 2019. So some of them, they continue to get you know, be contacted by people if they weren't interested. Some were sent a sexually explicit message or image they didn't ask for. The famous dick pic. Oh, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly it. I had a friend then, who used to send those back, and she put, a put a, like, an emoji top hat on their dick and then send it back when they'd ask for a picture back. That's, that's good. That's good. That's a nice way of saying, fuck you, sir. Yeah, yeah. And I was <laughs> With just like, oh my God, hat. that was a thing. Let me see your boobs. And so that's, I mean, again, I mean, that, and then, you know, people being called an offensive name, you know, that's mm-hmm. 28%. Um, and then there's really sadly, there's one in 10, about 9% that say somebody has threatened physical harm on them, which that's not. Well, you never know what you're going to get with with those. No. And it does seem like... Then you have stats on the the age groups that were on there, too. You do. You have the the younger generation, of course, is the um, the ages 18 to 29. Um, 48% have used a dating site or app. Whereas once you go down, it decreases with each age group. You know, 30 to 49 is 38%. 50 to 64 is 19. And 65 and up, 13% of them are hitting up dating sites. Good for them. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. If they're out there, just like, let me troll for some, for some, you know, (laughs) just just, uh, some. Some something. Old man D, you know, doesn't matter if it's another old dude, (laughs) old lady. You do. Doesn't matter. Actually, I know quite a few that have done that. Or some V, you know. 
whatever floats your boat. Just don't get a venereal disease. We'll cover that later. Anyway, um, you know, getting, woo. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, I think there is a really, bad, you know, looping back to that, like, the troublesome thing. I know that mm-hmm. happens even on social media. But, um, you know, on those sites, that's one thing that deterred me from ever doing this shit, you know, and I, you know, I remember going through, you know, a couple of really, you know, just like fuck breakups, you know, friends of mine trying to push me into it. Um, and I did it once and it was a free one. There was something about fish. I'm not, I'm not going to say the, the site name. So I won't get sued. I don't even know if you can get sued. We're always worried about getting sued. I think we should just see if we get sued one of these times. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck it. So it was on there, you know, she made it and whatever. And, there was a, a guy on there, and it was okay, and I wanted to go out, and I like, looked at the thing, and it looked all right. He looked all right. You know, my type, similar interest, you know, creative, whatever. And I picked the Met. There was a Stieglitz. Um, that was an Alfred Stieglitz uh, exhibit of stills of George O'Keefe, things he had taken around the city of New York and out in the desert, that kind of thing. I wanted to go anyway. So the Met's big. I can hide. If the guy turns out to be weird, I can I can hide in a million places in the museum and know. Long story short, I got a fucking catfish. The guy was like 20 years older than his picture. He showed up with, with like a neckerchief and a beret. And I'm like, okay, hey, that, 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 that wasn't even close to Which is fine if you want to wear a neckerchief or a beret. But that wasn't what I was, you know, fishing for. I got a catfish. And I wasn't in the mood for catfish. So, you know, and this guy was just a pretentious dick, and we're, we're in the exhibit, and he looks at this one picture, you know, his photograph, and says, I like that one, I think I'll buy it. And I was like, what the, we're in a fucking museum, <laughs> asshole. Like, we're not at a, at a gallery show. You can't put a red sticker on it and say, I'll take that home at closing. Like, what, what the flying fuck? So, you know, I excused myself to the, the restroom and then went and hid in the French, you know, period rooms, pre, you know, revolution, and stared at Marie Antoinette's old shit and hid for like an hour and a half. And left. <laughs> and that was the end of that. And I, I, oh, I know God, I, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, it was terrible. You know, and I, I, I fucking oh, deleted the whole thing. I was really mad and, and you know. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a real... I remember tying a really... That was back when I was drinking. I tied a, a real good one on. And after that, yeah, you I, know, got, I got fucking loaded. I'm just and, and glad I never had to do that stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to get real loaded, you know, cause I, and then call and yell at, you know, that chick that set it up for me. Not yes. Nice. Yeah. Don't well. do that. <laughs> uh, I did. And then a second time, you know, I had I had a friend push me, like, you know, going. And this was a couple years ago. Like, just, just try it. Just try it. And and I said, no. No. And I said, fine. Fuck it. I'll make one. So she's like, okay, cool. And, you know, we're hanging. I said, you know, different friend hanging out. We're doing it. So I, I managed to, to make this picture of myself where it looked like my face was deteriorating off as also that I was, like, dead. But not like a ha- like like a hot vampire like this oh, deteriorating. I was say that's hot. There you weird, <laughs> disheveled shitbag vampire walking uh-huh. dead hooker. I mean, but it was just my face. <laughs> so if you think of like a truck stop hooker, and I'm not not saying anything bad about you know sex workers at all. My my God, it's just a, it's a bad joke. Anyway, I made myself look like shit. <laughs> 
I'm very distorted. And in the uh, tell us about yourself section, I wrote, I don't give a shit. And then interests, I wrote, fuck off. So, I mean, <laughs> and then I published it, and, and it was like, oh, good, you did it. And then I was like, yeah, go on it, asshole. See what I did. <laughs> and and she was like, you've got five hits already. And I'm like, what, do they all want to fuck? And I, that was it. Yes. I did have someone say, my name's so-and-so. I'd really like to meet you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude, you guys exactly fucking issues. Like, I, as far as you know, I'm going to like Ooh. fucking Dexter your ass. Oh, God. So anyway, funny. that was my Maybe thing. that's their fantasy. And you that know? is that, you know, I mean, I would say I'm in the, the, the non-positive part. I mean, the second time doesn't count because I didn't try um, but you do get that that uh, hit on your shit. So Oof, my I, mind is really going to the Walking Dead fetishes and stuff right now. So sidetracked you. Yeah, I did, and like now that's really like I'm thinking like I wonder if this is what the Walking Dead is created. Bad, it was one of those apps. You oh, could, like, it's pull so your bad. Apart, and I've had like you know put. I know what you're talking about. There, the, and, and I'm like drool and fangs and and just it was, I, I don't know. I might have given myself horns. It was bad. Oh, that's bad. It was because the first try, and you know that was again, you know, a part of the search because I had yeah. gone through a shitty breakup, and I had, you know, more than once, more than once, and for both of these apps was, we'll just go out and like, you know, hang out with somebody, find somebody. I mean, you know, you know, fuck somebody, whatever, just to get get over it. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I stopped doing that. I was really good at the back burner, but but I. You know, and I understand dating sites, and, and if you're you're not doing, you know, the forced into like I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, that can be really good things. Like I said, there's a lot yeah, of processes that come out of it. There's a high marriage rate. But yeah, I mean, I did it twice. I'll never do it again. I don't blame you. No. Mm-mm. Not terrible. Mm-mm. No. But then there's, you know, if you go past that, I see, and why those sites exist, sure, there's hookup sites. You look at, like, for me, Tinder, I mean, you, that's, what bathroom can I find you in at, you know, yes. 5 o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, bend over. Let's just do this, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, but there is also then people that are looking for something serious, and I know there's a lot of talk about soulmates. How many times do you hear that? I mean, hell, I, I even like the idea. My crab ass likes the idea. I know, and it's one of those things, because me personally, I like to, you know, say, yeah, my husband is my soulmate, but then, again, there's always that part of me that's like, soulmates don't exist, you dumbass, because the it's the scientific part of me that's trying to, you know, come in, I guess. Yeah, I have this weird, where I'm just like this disgruntled shit <laughs> all the time, and then I'm a hopeless romantic. I mean, my sleeves are yeah. basically like couples that didn't make it you know, you've got Romeo and Juliet you've got Sid and Nancy you've got Bonnie and Clyde but then you have Clarence in Alabama from True Romance so if you haven't seen that movie that's probably one of the best love stories of all time because it's two biggest idiots oh. that fall in love like instantly and then it's a Tarantino movie I'm not going to spoil the ending but Brad Pitt's yeah. a really young in that movie but it's like Slater, Patricia Arquette somebody asked me if those were my parents once or my family on my son all the time for my arms, and I'm like, if Christian Slater was my fucking dad, <laughs> I wouldn't have to ever work another day in my life. No, uh-uh. 
you know, and this would be like, you know, get tattooed. They don't know what I do. That. It's like, put, no. It's not, God. My it's not a family tree, but okay. Jeez. Oh, but it's, I mean, seriously, it is, it's things, like you said, that people are searching for. The whole soulmate thing. And even if, you know, you believe you do have a soulmate, whether or not, you know, you think, hey, you know, soulmates don't exist, but there are people that are good for you, and it's whatever pops into your life at that time. Um, I love the idea. Those things, I'm a oh, yeah. romantic that oh, just yeah. looks like a giant grouch. <laughs> you are a big softy on the inside. On the inside. Anybody <laughs> who meets you knows that. <laughs> but seriously, and so, all right, so, again, we're looking up all these, you know, fun statistics. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, some stuff that was really interesting. Okay, so... The top reasons why Americans want to marry. Okay, now this study was from 2013, but I think it's still applicable. I mean, it's within the past 10 years, you know, so that's fine. Um, Love tops the, you know, 88% people say that's a very important reason to get married. Um, You've got, after that is making a lifelong commitment, companionship, like we talked about. Having children, that's sex. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, having kids too, but, you know, that's that's sex too. Financial stability, um, legal rights and benefits. There's stuff like that in there. But, you know, one thing that was really interesting. Okay, well, first of all, we know that U.S. adults are cohabitating more and more with people mm-hmm. that is on the rise without being married, living with Which an unmarried partner. I remember growing up, that was a big no-no. Oh, yeah. And I did it. My parents, I mean, they were used to being like, oh, fuck kids doing something or nothing, you know, but the society's going, ah, shit. But when I was at the age to, like, move in with a boyfriend, I mean, I was, like, 17, 18 years old, so mm-hmm. I think I was, like, 18. Yeah, the 18's when we got our first apartment, because I was crashing all over the place for, like, my, you know, when I was 17, but it was, like, a big, ooh, you know, yeah, and then that, yeah. snowboarder dude, you know, years later, he wanted to wait. Because he wanted to do it like the old fashioned way, because it was yeah. a weird bridge. Now, for me, I'm terrified of paper signing. So, yeah. like we've talked about before yeah. in previous episodes, it was always just easier for me. And then, you know, it's kind of like you can see whether or not really it's if, if you could cohabitate. So, I see the negative in it because you get yeah. to see whether or not you can live with somebody. Oh, and it's because it, that's a whole nother ballgame. Also, a real cool thing. Side note, the fact that anybody can get married now. Oh, so good. I'm so fucking... Isn't just, it? Yes, it's it's amazing. It it's really not, is. You know, that's, that, that's one fight that is over. Now, people can still be fucking assholes about it. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it's legal is amazing. It's a long so time. If you want to make that choice, absolutely. And that's... You have so many people that, you know, that do. And it's mm-hmm. it's a right that should be afforded to everybody. And, mm-hmm. and now it is. And that's really good. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. That's a very good side note. Um, and then, so... You, you know, another cool thing. There were lots of really good stats. But I think the one that was my favorite that is is interesting is that remarriage is on the rise that in 2013 23 percent of married people had been married before Hmm. so so four in ten involve remarriage okay it's where previous people take a second walk 
down that aisle, okay? So this is the thing is, it's that these people are, it's not new marriages, it's not first marriages, it's remarriage. So that's what's cool. It it's it's cool. like it's like people trying it again, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that, like that idea because yeah. I think it got lost because the divorce rate skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Fucking I don't know. I, I lose track of time, but I know at least fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, it was a massive falling out, and then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And I'd always mm-hmm. harped on that it was technology because you could upgrade at any time. Like, okay, you're sick of this phone, and technology was like it seemed to just kind of rise with technology. We don't, I don't have facts on that. This is, you know, I, I just it's hypothesizing. I think, yes, I think but this is it because you could constantly upgrade. You could constantly trade shit in you know mm-hmm. and and it just matched you know okay well you gotta update your phone okay you want a new phone get a new fucking phone cool guess what next year another you know playstation's gonna come out it's gonna be better ditch the old one mm-hmm. so i think that really played into it but i like Absolutely. now that it's back coming back around and maybe people are seeing those relationships because they're all different whether mm-hmm. you know i mean this one's specifically for marriage but whether or not you know, to give another shot, not to just junk it. Exactly. And, you know, that's where, and that's so, so well put. That's the perfect way to describe it. I mean, it really is. It's like the the upgrade thing. And I personally think that's why you see a lot of celebrities, too, that because they have literally a just vast number of people at their fingertips at any point in time. So, you know, why try to work shit out with somebody when you can just go get the newest, hottest thing? And that's, you know, that's why I think you see that more with celebrities. That just supports that even more. So, for me personally, Mm -hmm. I met my husband. I was 18 years old, almost 19. And um, it's crazy because it'll be 10 years this uh, June since we met. That's awesome. And and since we've been together. Um, You know, we married young. We met young. Um, but you know, we went through, I mean, we had a period of time, we had a year where we didn't have a child and we weren't married. We were just together cohabitating, you know, it was, it was a lot. We were two very stubborn people. We're both water signs. I'm cancer. He's Scorpio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's a fantastic match. It is. It is. It's one of the best on Zodiac. But both are stubborn as hell yeah. and when, and very passionate. So mm-hmm. when the claws come out the claws come out and Mm -hmm. that is you know it's it can be a battle it can um and so you know but we we did stick it out and you know we had our son and we were we got married we had our son you know and the thing about marriage i mean you have good times you have bad times you have times where you know people always think that it's all about love and it it has to be super passionate and you know not to sound like bad of course you have to love that person and really you do to really stick with that marriage you have to have a nearly unconditional love to somebody i'm not saying that you know you're still going to love them and still going to want to be with them if they kill somebody or if they do something you know absolutely off the wall crazy but it's just it's almost like a kid you have to have Mm -hmm. that kind of love for your partner like you would for your kid like no matter what you can learn to forgive them and move on and the thing is, too, you know, where people think that, you know, once, okay, we're, we're out of love, we're out of that honeymoon phase, I think I'm tired of this, I don't think I want this anymore, is it worth it? You have to fight for it. You do. I mean, you're going to have situations where 
you know, maybe you're, you're sick and tired of them and you're going to have your relationships where things just fizzle out. But with marriage, again, it is a commitment. It's that, of course, you want to make sure you're with the right person. That's why cohabitating really is important. I do believe it's very important. Oh, I'm, I'm on board with it 100%. You know, you have to know. But, I mean, there are, I remember a long time ago I watched a movie. I don't know what movie it is. I would love to give credit to it. But it was this older couple, and they were talking about their relationship. And they said, you have to understand that you're going to have years of bad. It's, you're going to have bad, and it's not just going to be, like, a couple of days. A couple months you may have years of bad it may last but it's sticking it out and fighting for that fighting through it and knowing what's on the other side you know knowing that you can work it of course your partner has to be willing to work at it too it has to be a two-way street and it's not gonna always be easy but it, I mean marriage is my grandma always talks about it it's like a partnership and it, some people are like, oh, it's gross. It's not romantic. But that's what it is. How are I you going to so. be with somebody I, for... I, don't, I think it is. I absolutely agree it's a partnership. Yeah, because, I mean, how else are you going to be able to be with somebody? You think you're going to be hopelessly in love, like nonstop, no. hard eyes for, you know, 60 years or however no. long you're married? No. No. It's not going to work. You might uh-huh. want to, like, set whatever they're sitting on fire. <laughs> my mom told me that exactly. once. She's like, I love your father, but sometimes I want to go up from behind him, you know, on the chair and just set the fuck around fire. And I was like, wow, I'm 10. <laughs> That's inappropriate. But, you know, I'm uh-huh. just being like, oh, my God, I think my mom might set my dad on fire. And then I'm just like, remember staring at the back of his head and he's like sitting there with a beer watching some like fucking football or some shit on TV. And she's just standing behind him like, yeah, I love him. But some days so I just want to set that chair on fire. Well, she said, no, oh, it's fucking fire. But then I remember just being 10, like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the life lesson. And I mean, it, hey, it is. I retained a, it. It is a life lesson. I mean, it, it's kind of traumatic because I can I can imagine hearing something like that at 10. And I would think, you know, do I need to call the police? Uh, do I need to? Intentional. <laughs> uprising. Yeah. Upri- I was going to say uprising. Both. <laughs> yeah. But it's what people, again, it's... Upbringing. What? Yeah, upbringing. Uprising, upbringing. I don't fucking Uprising. Uprising, all of it. But it it gave, I mean, again, it's that, you know, that expectation of what marriage is. I mean, people do think, a lot of people think that it's all what we see in movies and stuff. And that's not, I mean, yeah, you have the the two or the 30 minutes, you know, that equates to like a two-day span in most movies of problems then you work through it and that, that's not the way that it it normally is um, but again you have to understand what marriage really is and what love is and kind of to really fully have that successful marriage I mean I act like I've been married for 50 years and everything's you know great but that's you what have I have experienced married, though, for a long time yeah so it's you know we have been through the younger years and the raising of our son you know he's not yet 10 he's getting close i don't like it that makes me physically ill but it's it's strange because he's growing uh, fast even in that past you know the few months that well not few it's been almost a year but yeah since um you've known him too it's like it's weird and he was sitting on the table today and i was like stop He's getting taller. Stop the, his looking face, like he's that. Like, he's, a, he's a little man. He is. He he's is. He's got the, it's like 
Get your, get your, where's your chubby cheeks go? I know, You're freaking right? me out, dude. Even, seriously, even in the past four months. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, it's... I've noticed that. That's, going it's, away. It's horrible. But, it, again, I mean, that's just my personal experience. I mean, everybody has different experiences, but... What, with that's throwing, what, with wanting to throw a picture of kids aging? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's part of, that's part of marriage, if you have kids, well, yeah, too. It's, 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 it's knowing that, that it's... Well, not dealing with it, but getting through oh, that it together. Because oh, it's it got to be hard it. for both, or how you I think that sometimes, and and not to sound sexist, I mean, people are going to get into an uproar, but I think that men tend to try to just ignore it in that situation. And women tend to try to fix it, like make it, you know, and again, it just depends on the parent, but yeah. Again, it is just digressing, but you know that's that's part of marriage. You know, forty nine percent want to have kids, and that's that's what part of it is. He right, always so finds the, his little sneaky way to get into these conversations. <laughs> the little guy does. He, he does, does, but he's a big part of it. He is. He is. He's awesome. I mean, and that would be a thing with you know when you have kids and you're in a relationship, especially when they start growing up. I mean, I've heard that from a lot of people that the husbands tend to. You know, fathers, you know, even if they're, you know, married or not, they kind of check out and they're like, okay, you, whatever's going on over there. I mean, you can't, we don't have a wand to make him stop, you know, looking like an yeah. adult. Because um, it's like, go back to just, stop I it, stop it. it. The world is coming. No. I know, no, right. The world is coming. And that's the thing is men internally are having that mental freak out, but mm-hmm. they're like, all right, so I'm going to push this away because I can't communicate emotionally very well and you know Carson he does and you know what people Uh have said he's very self-aware yes I've noted that and I'm like okay so he's he can communicate that basically and I think when you said like fix it it's if if something he's going through something or there's you know you're going through I mean we're not at puberty yet or pre-puberty anything like that you know because he's eight but you know there's that change you're able to go in and help you know fix whatever's going on that you know maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't understand or some shit yeah. going on you know whereas in some situations then men tend to be more of the fixers and women are like the i'll just listen and you know we'll mm-hmm. we'll do that you know so it mm-hmm. just kind of depends but again i mean and but that's and see that's the whole thing of having a partner bringing it all back together you know you've you've got a partner somebody that where maybe you lack they pick up the slack and vice versa and you know that's a good thing but it is it is a partnership marriage Mm -hmm. is it's partnership you work through those things like watching your child grow up watching you know like building your future supporting you in your dreams even if maybe they're not crazy about what you're doing or maybe they're not crazy about you know say it's something that you know i'm not interested in say he wants you know to do something that i just don't care about you know I'll support you. You do it. You know, it's not me. I'm not going to be involved with it, but you do it. You know, you do your own thing. And, you know, vice versa. You got to mm-hmm. pick each other up. You got to support each other with your dreams. You really do. You know, and I should probably listen to you more because, like we said before, I've never made it to two years. You know, I, I did say that, you know, I have a thing for crazy, which crazy to me, I think some people will hear crazy and think, she means like you know mentally ill crazy and bad crazy is just eccentric fucking weird i mean i've dated some assholes especially when i was using mm-hmm. like i said sid and nancy type relationships i was no better that that's that doesn't count you know and you know for my thing was you know was was the give up 
which you were saying is like to have something last. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't just go, fuck it, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I say for crazy, you know, it's more eccentric, creative fucking weirdos yeah. like myself. And, you know, whether whether you're creative or not, people have baggage. you got to oh, look at yeah. everybody's baggage, you oh, know, yeah. and go, okay, is your baggage going to line up with my baggage? <laughs> and are you willing to work it out? If, you know, when you open up one of your, you know, suitcases here in Pandora's, it's like Pandora's box, and I don't know what the fuck's going on, and then my Pandora's box opens, and then it's a clusterfuck of fighting fucking problems up in the middle <laughs> of the air, and i got to figure it out. And... I was in a lot of those. There was a lot of times where I would take some time off when I was younger. It was rapid fire. Rap, fuck, fire. You know, again, mm-hmm. those were the Sid and Nancy years. And then I did slow down. And I, I, I thought love was bullshit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was garbage. It didn't exist. Um, I had, you know, was, had all these shitty experiences. But, I mean, I mean cocaine will make that happen. You know, make yeah. those you know, yeah. kind of shitty. And there was, you know, and when I was very young in my early 20s, I had a really abusive one, you know, physically and mentally. And after that, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know. I mean, I got, I got the guy back. It was it was early 2000s. You could, you could do some damage to vehicles and shit like that and, you know, whatever. Get away with more. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, anyway, not to, not to go off too far next if you want to touch on it later. But, and then there's the whole concept of you know the soulmate and what you were saying is is having everybody's shit line up what they've got going on in their Mm -hmm. journey mentally you know where that growth is coming from and you know I'd always said you know there's there's no you know love there's no this there's no that you know and I, I had it happen one time um, I'd always looked at it as something that's a really negative thing, marriage and fuck that, and, and I, I just I just bucked the whole concept. Um, or I'd think, yeah, this is it. And then for, you know, when, when I got clean, I thought, you know, maybe, and I'd look back at things like maybe that's what that was, and that was nice. And it wasn't just revolving around sex and, you know, getting high and, you know, having fun. Uh, it was like one of those things where you, you, you can't describe it. It just smacks you upside the fucking head. Mm-hmm. And it's instant, and it was like, and then and it just stays there. It's it's weird. I mean, it's it's I it's 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 to me it's kind of disturbing in a way because it's it's a weird. It's it's kind of like the stomach flu. You know, when you're away mm-hmm. from them, you get a gut ache. You know, and what if they leave? Ooh, you know, you might want to have to like shit your fucking pants, or you yeah. see them and you're so happy and maybe you'll vomit. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I did intestinal I wrote, stuff. You know. <laughs> I, I did a I did some spoken word on that many many years ago in New York and I thought I'd, people would laugh at it more and really everybody just looked really sick by the time I got done reading the essay. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh god, everyone's thinking about fucking being sick. But you you know, from my experience, it's definitely you know there there there's a long line and then I have periods where I'd be by myself like I'm going up on a year now and I had bounced before where it would be. A year or a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and it would go back to that one, mm-hmm. and then I'd go, mm. and then I'd take my time, then I'd try again, and you know, I mean, it just, things didn't work out, and then it's, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, for me, got better at trying not to just, just pick up and run when shit got weird, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did try, you know, the, on, on the one, 
that I had. That was when I was like, oh shit, that's what you know, love really is. And I did end up walking away from that, you know, more than once. Um, and that was just because we weren't ready in a sense of we were both on different stages yeah. of dealing with our bullshit mentally because we both had shit going on in our heads. Um, both had a lot of self-loathing, which wasn't really completely apparent, you know, apparent in it, but not to get too far into it, but it was kind of, you know, it was, it was sad, but it, it, it had to be the way it was. So, and now, you know, there's that whole thing. Does it happen more than once? And I don't know, you know, this has been years, you know, of now that we haven't spoken, you know, before it was, you know, on and off for, for years, you know, a couple years or so experiences, moments, that kind of thing. And then later, you know, having other ones and and it wasn't the same but I could live with it which is weird and it's wondering does that happen again will it ever happen again and I think if you worry about it too much especially if you're in a relationship it'll fucking kill it oh yeah because you know whether you know if you're worrying in a relationship if it's gonna fizzle out and die like the last one that you had that was really, you know, that you, but that was love. You play the comparison game, you might as well fucking forget it. If people do that all the time. And if, if you're time. doing it, you're probably not ready. Or maybe you just need <laughs> to figure out that there's a space in your heart that that person will always be there. Yeah. But not worry about whether or not it's just the one. Like, oh, shit, now I'm with so-and-so. Does that mean it's all over? Fuck, you know. <laughs> and that's going to kill anything that you're in and also that worry will you know is and once you're you know by yourself am i ever going to be in love again and if you sit and stew on that you're not going to see anything around you you're gonna you're and that you know and that goes you know back to dating yeah but if you're worrying about it it'll never come along and you just go out and you're like well fuck it i gotta date somebody and what if it you know it happens again and i'm you, to fill a void yep. you know it, it becomes filling a void if and that can be really un- unhealthy and that falls under yes. mental health too and we don't sometimes realize how much we're using that as a void filler for me when I was younger especially when it was back to back to back to back to back it was I didn't want to be alone I didn't want to be alone in my head I even though I had <clears throat> commitment issues and things would get close to being good and I'd turn tail and run because it freaked me the fuck out because what if it didn't work? So you've got worrying, you've got void filling. I mean, those are all cons. That's just shit that you don't want to do because no. it'll wreck it. I've lived it. You know, I'm 37 years old, like we said, I've never married, I don't have any kids. And I don't see it as a negative thing. But there's probably some, you know, experiences in life that would have been good that I missed because I was too busy running around going and filling voids with, you know, whatever person I could like shove in the void to be like okay here distract me oh god yeah. you know i don't i don't want to be alone but oh shit you're getting a little too attached fuck i gotta run and oh i'm gonna do this again and then after finding someone um and really realizing what love was then you know i took some time off and then jumped in with some shit and it, it wasn't right and I've, I've done that a few times <laughs> since then um, twice, you know, I've been in some, and, and uh, relationships, 
And it was definitely, especially the last one, ignoring red flags. Yeah. Because I was just tired of it. I'm like, I've been single for a long time. This is fucking bullshit. This person seems nice. And before that, it was the same thing. Like, I lost something that I, I thought would been had been gone and would be gone. And jumped into some stupid shit. Yeah. And turned out not to be the right person. Now, that motherfucker was good. I'll always give him that. He was good. Uh, the red flags, I was actually digging for them because I was playing the comparison game. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a few I definitely ignored when I look back on it. Now, this last one, you know, I had been, you know, single for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, about two years. And he gotcha. seemed swell. There was like one person in common. They weren't an asshole. So I figured, cool. Probably isn't an asshole. Talk back and forth, you know, through social media for a while. Um, you know, like DMing and then phone calls mm-hmm. on Skype because it's long distance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had, there was a, probably a shitload of red flags there and I just ignored him because I, I, was, I was hunting and I was worrying and I was, you know, essentially here I am back like a kid filling voids. Yeah. Know, and that's just that bad mix. And staying with that person to fill that void and keep yourself from being lonely. Right. You know, that's the, and that's the thing is, you know, there are some relationships where you may be, you know, you may be lonely and you're going to feel lonely sometimes in your relationship regardless. You're going to, you know, it's just, especially if you've got something for the long haul, you're staying with somebody for the long haul, it's going to happen. But then there are times where it's bad and you have the red flags and you have that person that's just trying to fill the void and it's worse to feel lonely, you know, than actually be by yourself and alone, being with somebody who makes you feel lonely. That's the big, that's hell. That's the big thing. And then, you know, if you try to void fill too much, you can always fill your void with STDs. You know, there's always that too. (laughs) I made you sick earlier and I'm thinking of a fucking just, yeah, it was, it was perfect. I had to just say it because I had a void that I was talking about. And now I'm just thinking of every single STD just flinging it. Like there's a big hole in my chest. And instead of like a bunch of love going in there from some, you know, Girl mm-hmm. or a guy, it's just like it's like chlamydia and what's some other ones? Scabies. Yeah, it was, They're just yeah, all it was flying in there. Just it's like voids, a black hole just, of fucking just big voice. Yeah, and then uh, STDs uh, flying into me. Luckily, yeah, I gross. never got one. I don't know how. And that's I, I, good. I, I, yes, I was all over. I was like, you know, prowling around town when I was younger. That's very, that's very fortunate though. I mean, it really is because I, could, I still say it can I happen. got lucky. At least I, I was a fuck up, but at least you know before you know you know when I even a fuck up I made sure to not catch anything. Protect yourself. Yeah. And see, and then so you know, okay, you can have um, you know be with somebody you know who's wrong and again ignoring the red flags it leads to other things too you know there are some red flags that are like okay this person's maybe not right for me and then there's the this person is abusing me and these situations can end up you know in domestic violence and it is more common than people think so when we looked up the statistics on it yeah the three things that hit really big so in some way, whether mental, physical, stalking, you know, anything, mm-hmm. in some form, one in four women experience this and one in nine men. And people always think that, like, 
you know, it's it's mainly a woman. It's not. Men no, suffer men, from it. Men you know, can be abused. Actually, absolutely. And they, and they are abused. It, oh yeah, and the statistics show. I mean, that's that's a shocking uh, amount of people. One in four women and one in nine men. Mm-hmm. And then that nearly twenty people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner. That's physical abuse. That's not even counting. And that's mental. a lot. I mean, that's that's a huge amount. That's gargantuan. And I think that the big takeaway for me, you know, is there's there's no shame no. in getting help. There's no. no shame in getting out. There's no shame in talking about it. You need to report it. You need to be get out to be to say you know and be safe, and have a support system. You need to get help. For me, my really really early twenties, physical, mental. This last fucking shitbird, which hey man, it got me here, and okay. we got MCR out of it. That was major mental, man. I mean, I knew what was going on. So it was kind of like, I'm just going to ride this shit out, and you can drive yourself fucking crazy, and you'll walk out the door. Cool. Bye. Don't let it hit you on the ass. But that's also from years of fucking experience and, yeah, you know, what coaching friends of mine through it. Not coaching, but helping friends of mine through yeah. it. Uh, other people that, you know, I had worked with or knew, you know, it's very common. There's a lot of shame. Nobody wants to fucking talk about it because then they're labeled the quote unquote, the crazy bitch, the crazy asshole, that kind of thing, you know. And there, it's one of those things that, you know, definitely get out of it. You know, yes. and, and when I was, you know, younger in my 20s, I didn't want to fucking talk about it. People gave me shit. Some people didn't believe me. Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. You know, find your support system and, and get and you know, get to safety. Get away from it. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, this is where I'm not going to get on a soapbox, but this is because I've lived it and I've, I've known so many people who have been affected by this shit. And men and women is... Don't fucking go back. No. Don't go back. No. If, if someone is, is mentally abusive, physically abusive, they can go through a shitload of fucking therapy, but if they've hurt you, that's that's a hard thing to unprogram. And it yes. could be five years down the road. Yep. They snap. Like It's a relapse. Those are, those are when I would say walk away and don't turn back. See you later. Fuck you. You've abused me. You 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 don't go back. No, no, you can't. I mean, regardless of anything, forgiveness, you know, whatever, you know. And there are resources. There are absolutely, lots of yeah, resources. Oh, fuck! There we, I said absolutely. <laughs> Jesus, I'm being very serious, and I no, but dead, dead serious. There's uh, those resources are online. Yes. Um, under the archives, I know I have the one. Well, we've got one listed for the last episode but we'll put mm-hmm. that up again yeah absolutely so there, then that's uh oh shit you did it <laughs> i did it and i didn't mean to and then i was like oh as it was well, coming out of my you mouth say it now god dang okay <laughs> and we're trying to be this is we, we're fucking assholes man because this call is the most serious I, I know this is the most serious part and we're just fucking being absolutely Absolute we're being absolute assholes. assholes. Yeah, yes, I knew you were saying it. I was watching your face. Uh, but to, call the hotline, you know, they're for resources. Don't be afraid to get a restraining order. Who gives a shit what people think? Exactly. And if you see that person show up around you, call the fucking police. There's nothing wrong with it. And if it's mental, 
And one thing I hate is the downgrade between physical and mental. Because mental, I mean, physical's fucking terrible. Trust yes, it me, is. I've come out of it. Mental, hell no. Because while I like to think of myself as a pretty strong-willed motherfucker, you saw how quiet I was when I came out of that last one. I didn't yeah. want to fucking talk about it. I was like, whoa. You know, even though I knew what he was doing and what he was trying to do. You know, he had a kid, so it was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to scream and tell him to get the fuck out and throw shit in trash bags, and, and you, which I normally would. And, but see, situations like that are complicated. It was extremely complicated, and I did let it get to me to the point where it was like, whoa, like, you don't even want to go out and talk to people. You don't want anybody to ask questions. You don't know who the fuck this guy is. You don't know where you are. Start hitting resources. So then I started to talk to people who knew of him or who knew him. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, he's just a giant pussy looking for a fucking payout. Cool. All right, sweet. I can live with that. You know, and then it was talking out and with my therapist and everything else. This is mm-hmm. what I went through. Like, this is fucked up. And it took time. But, you know, hit the resources, therapy, yes. don't go back. No. And that's one of those things. I mean, loneliness is one thing. Oh, I'd rather be lonely and, and then deal with any of that shit. But that's that's a situation, Absolutely. you know, you have to be happier mentally, physically. You need to be better. And that's one of those situations where it's not it's not a black and white. It's a take it and shove and get the fuck out. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no love lost there. Like, and that's the whole thing. When we get lonely, sometimes we'll re- romanticize shit. Yes. Uh, which is, you remember a few good moments. Well, also, don't forget the black iron when they told you that you were a piece of shit and you should go jump off a bridge or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to remember those. Yep. And that kind of goes into, you know, loss. Because yeah. there's breakups. Um, there's also just kind of a dissolve thing. Of a relationship. Yep. Because labels for everything. And some relationships, some of the strongest ones, like the one that I had. Um, the one time I that I was like, oh shit, that's what love is. It just dissolved because it was the best thing for both people. Yeah. Mentally. You know, and then there's also death. Yep. And and what to do. And it's I think it's, it's where I started off with, you know, you don't want to romanticize. These are, sometimes people break up because it's just not fucking working. Mm-hmm. Shit's going down. They got, somebody's going to move with life choices. Maybe yeah. they want to go to a school somewhere. They want to take a job. The other person doesn't want to leave. Things like that. Not all breakups are aggressive. No, no. They still suck. A relationship dissolving sucks. A death sucks. All of those are horrible, but... If it's a good relationship, number one, bottom line, we've got our memories. Yeah, absolutely we do. And I think that's where it um, it's really hard to, you know, and it, regardless of anything. I mean, yeah, you, you think about, you know, death with memories more, I think. Um, I think people will hold on to, I mean, you do with regular relationships anyways. Mm-hmm. I think with death, you know, that's one of those, it's kind of, that's literally all you have to pull back from. So it's a constant, you know, a constant thing. I mean, again, you know, we've all experienced death in some way. Nobody wants to experience death of a partner, 
nobody does. Um, you know, unless they're, it's one of those days where you just want to set some, <laughs> set them on fire. Yeah, this is my mom with my dad on the couch, you know, and on the couch on the chair. But, you know, we, with the memories, I mean, we learn, you know, from everything. Um, we know what we want, whether the relationships are dissolving, breaking up, dying, whatever it is. You can learn from that what you want, what you need, um, what you can take out of that relationship to learn to love yourself. And then to look at other, you know, relationships as well, not just romantic, your friends, your family, you know, other people in your life, your pets. I mean, anything. I mean, you really do learn a lot from those relationships, from the good and the bad, both. That is very true, and you gotta you gotta learn from the good, the bad, the ugly. Yep, like that All picture of, of me. Sometimes, walking dead hooker. aren't good. Yeah, because <laughs> you'll get some crazy bitch on you. Anyway, the you know bottom line. This is something that you know I've had to, you know, wrap my brain around because. You know, just the fact that longevity isn't hasn't been in my my past. Maybe in my future, that would be nice. Uh, but there's also the. I'm not going to stop comparing anytime soon. So I really yeah. don't have any business in a relationship that's maybe real serious or marriage material. But I still want to get laid. It gets fucking confusing. <laughs> but I always, you you know, and that's. I think a lot of us get confused in that area. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you're honest with somebody and you just say, hey, like, I just want to hang out and, like, fuck. Yeah. And, like, watch a movie. Yep. Getting, you know, you, you feel something pitter-patter, um, it's not going to be for me. And I've actually told people that mm-hmm. uh, in between my, my hiatuses of, of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is as far as it's going to go. So if you've got any kind of, you know, thing going on, you know, which I always thought was fair. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes... Somebody would say, you know, that they, I, I love you or whatever, and then I would be like, oh, fuck. Aww. You know, and that shit happens. But, mm-hmm. and that's when I used to just, you know, I hit, I hit a period of time. You know, I jumped right in after, after the one I had that dissolved. I jumped right into another one. That went fucking sideways. That's how I got to, you know, Seattle the first time. And took a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, you know, just kind of a little here, a little there. They got the uh, that old fable, the snake story, with, you know, as a snake when you brought me in because, you know, the sick lady finds the dying snake and nurses it back to health, brings the snake in the house. She's sick one day, laying there, wants to cuddle with the snake. Snake bites her and she dies. And she said, well, why did you do that? She said, well, and the snake goes, well, I told you it was a snake. Well, you knew I was a snake mm-hmm. when you brought me in. I used to tell people the fucking snake story, and I still managed to get laid out of that. Well, uh, but it was to me that was I'm like oh I I'm the snake you know I, I was very upfront with people because I think it's wrong if you're not into it yeah or anything more yeah. than that to do that but then I learned that was shitty too because it was it was hurting people and then you know the one would show back up yep give it another shot go shit and dissolve and then periods of nothing and. Then, same shit. And, and that, that happened three or four times. And then finally it was like, fuck it. And in those times of being by myself, especially after that final dissolving of it, it was being able to spend time by myself 
and really love myself and get to know myself. And what do I like and do I need yeah. somebody else to do this shit with? Because that was always a bummer. You're in a relationship, you see a cool like trailer for a movie. I mean, this is pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Or damn, there's an exhibit at, at a museum. Or, yeah. oh, I love that restaurant. I really want to go to that restaurant. Because New York, I mean, like, you go out to eat all the time. Or, you know, I really want to go to, you know, Antigua. Or I want to go on a road trip. Or maybe I want to go to, you know, fucking California for a few days. You know, all of this is pre-COVID. But you can do that. You can take yourself out. Yeah. The first time I ever went out to eat by myself it was weird. I brought a book. Bring a book, bring a magazine. Everybody has a phone now, so you can kind of like fuck around on your phone. Yeah. But nobody treats you differently. They're, you know, and anything they ask you, is there anybody else coming? No. They'll mm-hmm. leave you alone. At least they did in New York and Seattle. I mean, I haven't experimented with that here, but again, COVID. So mm-hmm. who yep. fucking knows? But even with museums, the things that were going for a walk or, or traveling or like when I went to Cades Cove by myself, yeah, I wanted to go. Yeah, I want to go. I went by myself. And it's in those moments where, sure, you're, you're, you'll turn to the side no one's there and be like, oh, man, did you see that? That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. That's going to sting. That's going to suck. But then it's kind of what you have to do is just reel it back in. So you know what? I'm here in this present moment. This is fucking cool. I'm happy. Oh, yeah. And I'm- then... You develop that relationship with the self, that self-love. And then it's like, hey, self, do you want to go out and, and do you want to go out for dinner? Yes. Or, you know, hey, self, do you want to watch, you know, a shitty movie, you know, that's some, like, B-horror crap that you can laugh at? Self, yes. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, just yeah. ask yourself what the hell do you want to do? Do you want to go on a day yeah. trip, self? Yes. And, you know, I can see how that would be hard. At first, you know, yeah, to do. You feel weird. You but feel then, like a fucking weirdo. You know, you'd get to the point, I mean, where you'd learn to enjoy your own company. Mm-hmm. There's still I mean, going to be those little pings, yeah. you know, where you, where do you get the, the, let's say you watch a movie or, or back, you know, before when you could go to the, the movies, that talk after the movie. Mm-hmm. You don't have that. What do you mean you call one of your friends and be like, yo, I just saw this movie, it's fucking sick, but you can't mm-hmm. spoil it, you know? Yeah. Or you're in the theater, I mean, I don't think you, you know, I mean, of leaning over and going like, whoa, shit, did you, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. It's those little things where there's that interaction. But you can still have that with your friends, but if you want to go do something, you don't have to wait for somebody else to do it. No. You know, you just, you just do it. And, and sometimes you'll find that even when you're in a relationship, you're going to have days and times once you build that relationship with the self where you want to date by yourself because you want to hang yeah. out with yourself. And that's how you, I think, really know that that you're that you're good you're with yourself because you want to yeah. hang out with yourself. Yeah. It's not that you don't love the other person, you don't care about them, but you've got a date with yourself planned and damn, that sounds good. That does. Weird. It really does. It'd be nice to... <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, it life works. doesn't really fucking do that. Where it's like, hey, you want a spa day, asshole, by yourself? You want a fucking spa day? Would you like a magazine? No one's giving anybody a fucking magazine right now. And it, it's hard. It how do you get right a fucking massage six feet away? You don't. <laughs> Face down with a mask with steam? I mean, Jesus. I might as well be like, what? Yes, I'll take some. I might die. Do I have to sign a fucking waiver? Are there going to be weird robot arms, like, slapping me? <laughs> 
plastic arm just slap, slap, slap? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not. Just, yeah, and it's a mask not, face now? Right. Mm. Was Steve? Fuck me, no. It sounds just I mean, not fuck me, all it's around. been a long time. Uh, but I'm just, still holding out because that's another thing. When you go for a long time not in a relationship, and let's say maybe you want to get laid. We've talked about it. My God, we've laughed about my ass being like, fuck, I would probably be less of a bitch, you know, <laughs> if I just got got laid. Um, and I'm a very, you know, highly sexual person, so it is difficult for me, you know, when I'm, you know, not in a relationship. Because I'm not one to go out and just go, I mean, fucking 10 years ago maybe, to just go, okay, yeah, I'm hanging out with you. Let's fuck. You know, mm-hmm. no. You know, now the worst thing is, and, and that's why I stopped doing the, like, the little, you know, snake story, you know, idea, uh, bullshit that I was doing was when you don't have sex for a really long time and you just kind of settle because you want to get laid, if it's bad, you're just like, God damn it, no, I didn't have sex worse. for fucking two years and you, <laughs> and it sucked. All right. Fuck me. Exactly. Fucking... I'll take the cobwebs, put the gates back up, <laughs> fuck it, going for at least another oh year. And God. then you get pickier and pickier and pickier. And then it's like, oh, God, he looks great. Okay. Or she looks great. Maybe they're my type. Oh, fuck. What if it's bad? I mean, it's been going for so long. I'm getting weird. But anyway, you know, it's it, it's not all roses. You know, you're going to have no. your, your bouts of loneliness when you're by yourself. Shit's not going to go away, even if you're your best goddamn friend. You, you can jerk yourself off like no other. You know, you're your best sexual partner you ever had. You're the best company you can laugh at, you know, at, at your pretend self next to you. Now we're getting a little fucking weird. No matter how good of a relationship you have with yourself, and this is me being serious, I'm not talking about jerking off and shit like that. No matter how good of a relationship you can have with yourself, you're still going to have days where you're lonely. Mm-hmm. I have them. I go down memory lane, and then I have to remember why that I'm not in that relationship. But I have those memories. And I know that it, it's like photographs. You know, you go, mm-hmm. go through the photographs. Again, if it's a bad relationship, let's not romanticize the, the no. shit. If, it, if it's a bad one, the best thing to do is think about the worst fucking thing in that relationship. And then you'll be like, okay, I'm going to set this photograph on fire. Mm-hmm. Don't set your brain on fire, but... Same yeah. thing. And you, the, the more you, you know, you grow with you, the shorter those bouts be. Mm-hmm. I, the, yeah, will be. I can't yeah. even finish the sentence. But, you you know, they get smaller those times. And then, then, then it's weighing, am I lonely or am I bored? Yeah. Because usually I'll have my, and, and it's usually at night. I've talked to a lot of friends of mine who are single, whether they're divorced, whatever. Or even if they're in a relationship, it sucks. It's mm-hmm. at night. And it's because everything yeah. stops at night. Yeah, exactly. It slows down. And... I'll listen to music, you know, if I'm having a shitty night. Or again, you pull out those nice mental photographs, and I think, well, goddamn, even if it only struck once, at least I got to experience it. Yeah. but I'm all kinds of sappy in this one. But does it help you, like move absolutely you know not be obsessed Fuck. in all of it get serious and i said that's a serious response i mumbled it earlier um hear me. It, it does help because i know that i did and that's something i had to sit and seriously think about is well you know there's so many songs about that there you know of things mm-hmm. you know like the remarriage statistic that was mm-hmm. like ooh, baby I'll materialize at my doorstep and woohoo, life will be grand, you know. 
knowing that that at least I got to experience it and knowing probably full well in my head that that's, this person is not coming back. I don't even know if they felt the fucking same way. It was a very, like I said, we had a lot of issues we were working through, but when it was mm-hmm. good, damn it, it was good. And it was like that old Morrissey song was a Smith's. There's a light that never goes out. It was instantaneous. And I, you know, I have my days where it just haunts the fuck out of me. But now I can look back at it and go, well, at least I got that experience. Because mm-hmm. I may never yeah, have had that. You know, if I hadn't had that then, I may have never had it. At least I was able to know that love existed, especially for being such a fucking pessimist. Yeah. On the topic altogether. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are we doing too seven. much by doing too no, much? <laughs> I, think I think we just can't talk about it anymore. We're just going to yeah. listen to this going, how many... Can I just say, fuck these... You know, I think the big thing is just not get caught up in that hunt. Yeah. The hunt sucks. You know, you... You're going to miss something that's in front of you. The bit, You know, something that's kind of... Eh, you know, I've gone on and on about in this you know episode about how you get the eh, or you you know it's missing that certain something and you know it's missing it, but you're riding it out just because you don't want to be lonely, you know. And if you get if you just go on that hunt where you're like, I gotta find the person, I gotta find Mister or you know Ms. Mrs. Whatever fucking right, you know, or five of them if you want to have five right on cool with that too seems like a lot of work to me i'm lazy way too much uh i could i couldn't have five i one like i've said before it's hard i got a dog that's a lot one person (laughs) one human for me to be able to have a healthy relationship jesus that's a lot um i got wow i got excited about polygamy and i I couldn't do it (laughs) no i couldn't do it i had an ex asked me if i would be down and i was like no no i i like me time and it's not that i get jealous i just I can barely handle you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let alone about ten other fucking people, or four or five or how many it was. But anyway, if you if you're hunting, you're not gonna find what's right in front of no. you. That person, well, you're out hunting and looking, go. What about that? One? What about that one? Shit. What am I gonna find the person? What am I gonna find the person? Fuck. What about this guy? We need to go into this Rolodex. The right person could be just walking right past you on the sidewalk that maybe smiled at you. And you didn't see it. Yep. Because, I or mean. Or said hi. Or, or you know, just got, you know, the, the gumption to, to say hi or, or how are you or whatever. Or just smile. Because let's face it, that's, not, that's nerve-wracking. But you, that's the kind of shit that you'll miss. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you're, again, working on yourself, like we talked about. You'll know what you want. And you'll really fine-tune more of that being comfortable with yourself you'll feel good about yourself and when you're not hunting like that you won't even know and that person will be there mm-hmm. you know but that like you said i mean you can't focus so much on the hunt you really can't no and i that's what i think the coolest thing about your relationship is i'm a hopeless romantic as i said i think in the beginning i'm like i i mean i mean bad but then i get in it and i'm just like fuck what's gonna happen shit should I say that you know but your story to me is fucking cool because it is that like you know while like waiting and and the timing and loneliness can all suck but when you don't force it 
that one can just come across the path. Now, I hate sayings, you know that, like mm-hmm. old, old, old-timey old sayings, especially if they're positive, because, again, I, the exterior is just this disgruntled old, you know, old fuck. You know, but when, you know, you get in there, it's that whole when you least expect it, you know, it'll come around. My it grandmother appears, told yeah. me, I remember when I was young, that... You know, if you're looking for love, you won't find it. But when the person come, right person crosses your path, it's going to be like you walked into a, a, a wall of, like, bricks. It's going to knock you, you know, backwards. I mean, she said it more poetically because she was, I think, one of the few people in my family that didn't swear. Um, but, um, you know, that's, that's, I love that because that reminds me of, of your story. Because you weren't looking, right? No, I mean, I was I was so young. I mean, I was done with my first year of college. You know, I wasn't, and I really was thinking that it was more or less going to be just like me focusing on my career, and that's what I was going to do, and I wasn't really interested in that much else. And then it just kind of popped up, and like, no, I didn't really anticipate, you know, having a child that young and getting married that young. But when I met my husband, you know, that's what I wanted. I knew that's what I wanted. I felt it not just, you know, in my heart and my soul, I felt that. And we've done everything in our power to make it work to this point. And just on that parting note, you know, marriages are hard. And you're going to have hardships. You're going to get through all of it. So the wonderful Michelle Obama, she has podcast. And in September. Yes, I love her. She is an angel. And Mm -hmm. she was talking about, you know, this past September about um, the challenges that her and Barack have overcome. So she said um, that there were times that she wanted to push Barack out the window. This is her quote. She says, and I say that because it's like you've got to know the feelings will be intense, but that doesn't mean you quit. And those periods can last a long time. They can last years. But we don't talk about that. So young couples, they face these challenges, and they're ready to give up because they think they're broken. And I just want to say, look, if that breaks a marriage, then Barack and I have been broken off and on throughout our marriage. But we have been a very strong, but we have a very strong marriage. And if I've given up on it, if I'd walked away from it in those tough times, then I would have missed all the beauty that was there as well. And it's so perfectly put. Yeah, like, I, I could that. not, I mean, that's that's so perfectly put. I mean, but hell, if I could have that, that would be, But you where's know, that person? But I can't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> they, they will appear. They will hit yeah. you. Yeah. Or they you will hit once. them. Brick wall. Some brick wall. Oh, yeah, we do have a brick Symbolic. Background. Symbolic. Just bang my Maybe. head on it some days and see if something comes <laughs> see out. See if something Hey, I might Blood, imagine you know? somebody. But the thing is, it's. I was making notes today and I thought of the love stretch. Okay. And that's just, and it just popped up. It was a really good way to sum up what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. So it's a love stretch in two ways. Okay. It's stretching your ability to love. And mm-hmm. that's that encompassing. And it's, you know, something that we've talked about in plenty of episodes. It's trying to love people regardless. It's mm-hmm. a stretch that we try to, you know, give our hearts and our souls, you know, yeah. more ability to, you know, kind of stretch and, encompass that love and really allow that to be in there a lot of that comes with forgiveness it does but it's also like a stretch like a a exercise that you have to do every day and it's something that you have to work at you have to like stretch it like it's a muscle you know get it loose get it ready to take everything in that's awesome but it really is 
it's what it is. It's a love stretch. I've been waiting to hear about this all day. You told me you <laughs> you came up with something, and I was and like, it was "Fuck so yeah!" And I knew I had to wait till the end. And it was, but it's a it's a hey, good way was, to was, summarize. It is, and I I, and I love it. I not love just love stretch. not just for this for MCR and everything too. Mm-hmm. With you know my personal philosophy, what we try to you know talk to people about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it all goes. But, yeah, it's the love stretch. That's what marriage is. It's a hard, awful bend over backwards, feel your back breaking sometimes stretch. But it's worth it. You stretch and it then is. you work it out. And also you do that stretch with yourself and with other people. That's right. See, it's it's it was a really good way to summarize it. Dude, it was. You came up with that. I think you wanted the thing that I coined was mental murderers so we know who the happier one is. I'm like... <laughs> Who the hell it's are the hippie and the punk, you I know? know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people that talk shit make you feel bad. They're mental murders, which is true. But and that is good. And then you come up with a love stretch. That is good. And love yourself and others and exercise it as a muscle. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. And, you know, we, a statistics show. I mean, we, we already went through these. I mean, that you can, you can find this. You can find marriage. You can find love. You can find what is right for you not always going to be that you know but sometimes it's going to be being by yourself like you said but you have to be good with you as we have harped on on so many episodes you have to be yeah, good with you nauseum, but it's true because i think i think now we kind of pull it together because what number five mm-hmm. is that whole if you love yourself look at all the topics we're hitting on mm-hmm. they involve that oh yeah if we're not pulling it out of our ass i'm sure it's no. not running around Pulling out of our ass. And we both talked about it in the last episode how it was hard to say that we fully do love ourselves because it's, yeah, it's your oh, yeah. stretch. I got to stretch all the time. Oh, I don't a... think I stretch enough. I don't either, though. I don't, I don't know many people who really, truly do. And that's something that I'm going to start working on actively. I'm not bullshitting you. You'll know whether or not. You'll see if I'm being nice. You'll be like, what the hell? Did you like, go pick something up at a fucking truck stop? <laughs> Or or are you doing the stretches? And I'm going to say I'm doing the stretches. If I say I went to a fucking truck stop, then. And on that note, well, you're going to do regardless, about it, right? Yeah, I I won't let you stretch that far. No, what if I, I do? Know. You got to you got to take me to go get tested. Oh That's God! That's why I love Planned Parenthood. We'll go there. Seriously, yes, right? You're awesome. Shout out. And on that note, be safe. I mean, in yeah. all ways. I mean. STD, potentially void filling, um, filling your void with somebody who could be abusive. Just be safe. Regardless of what you do, do what is good for you. And you have to put that self-love first to get something truly good out of it. Yeah, and you've got your friends. Yes. You got your animals. You got your fur. I call mine my fur kid, even though he's only got like hair on top of his head and a little bit on his end of his tail. But... You know, if you've got pets, you know, you've got your friends, you've got family. Even if family's not a thing, do you, where, even if you say you have no friends, you have no family, you don't have a pet. I'm saying go get a goldfish and talk to the goldfish. We're here. We are. That's the whole thing. And it's it's a community. We don't, we don't, we don't that's not a bullshit thing when we say no. tribe. You know, and it's, it's find your tribe. But if you don't have any of those if you have a cup throw us in there you know we count we're here you know and it's and you're never you're never alone and the big thing is you're never alone because you always have yourself you do you really do and that also doesn't fucking last forever no 
It does not. Gotta feel like it doesn't last forever. Hey, you have Kate and Porsche. Guess what? It just ended. Oh, shit. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> and even when it doesn't feel like it, you can get through it. You mm-hmm. can. Because we are here. Mm-hmm. We are. Us crazy people. Motherfucker. Absolutely. Oh, God. Dude. I was waiting for it. I know you were waiting. You were doing that weird view. I had that face. You had the face. You know who else grid. does that? Your son. You know who else does it? My grandmother. It's hysterical. We call oh, it God, the Janina grin. It's, a, it's an acquired weird grin, and it's weird, and it's not... But it's it's the shitty. I think it's funny. I want you to think it's, it's funny. Missing. But it's also scary. Yeah. Like I know it's something nice is gonna happen, but yeah, it's but it's, it's a very menacing you're doing it oh, again. Just wait till you meet my grandma. It's just the same way. It's so funny. And I'm so glad we brought that up because we'll have to talk to my husband about that. He'll know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know that he realizes that I've got it though. He may just be used to seeing it all the time. Not realize that I've got the Nina. And he's just got the Nina grin. It. He's like, oh god, or maybe he's thinking like, oh shit, is it tonight that I get stabbed in my sleep? Oh, is it probably is it tonight. Does. Whatever, it's been a good ride. Thank you. Oh, I could, mm, yeah. See, and that's the thing. You have to have somebody you can trust, because dear God. <laughs> The yeah, situation and you're we're in laughing, and that's the thing. You find a you find a partner you can laugh with. That's fucking killer. That's like number one for. I hate to say it, but even more than intelligent. I mean, you of course you have to be intelligent, but you gotta have somebody you can laugh with. Come on, now. We always talk about writing shit down. Then we're done. Because we we really harped on with you guys. We have. We have. But it just popped in my brain. It's not even on the, the notes, the paper, the obnoxious paper that I'm playing down. <laughs> um. Is when you're by yourself, you get out of a bad relationship, write down the shit you hated. Then make a good list idea. of you're in a good relationship that dissolved. What was the shit that was good? What made it dissolve? And then you're feeling lonely. What's the shit that you want for the future? That's perfect. You have four fucking lists and you can be like, hey, Jim Bob, Sally, whatever. No, no. You hit box number five. Whoa. Or it's maybe, hey. You know, Jim, Bob, Sally, whoever walks Sally. down the street. Oh, yeah, we that's a code word I don't know <laughs> with for, I don't even remember. How did how did Sally become the meaning for, we had to oh, do a code hell. word. Oh, hell. Let's try to, I guess, remember. If you can think of what, we'll give you a shout out if you can guess what Sally. What a Sally is. Is, yeah. And I, know, I think it was because, like, I just said Jim, Bob, and Sally. Uh-huh. So if your name's Sally, I'm very sorry. And oh, it's so not sorry. Made, made to be offensive, but we had to do a cover up for a, a naughty word for mm-hmm. for you know some promiscuous mm-hmm. activity and something we we're pissed off about. Yep. Um, we didn't call anybody a name. No. No. I love it's, the there's a reason that happened at the end. I, I know. Don't remember what the hell the closing point was? Oh, make a list. Yes. Oh, because if you don't pay attention, the Jim Bobber Susie. <laughs> Well, my other we're gonna walk by you, and you're not gonna see that Susie or Jim Bob just checked off all your boxes, yep, of things that you're looking for. And so, but yeah, if you can guess what what Sally is, I don't even remember. Did we see? I don't. Sally know. Beauty Supply. 
Oh, we no, there was something was before it, something? it. There was something before it because Is that where I, I pulled said, Sally from? No, it's because I, I use it all the there time. There was something else that, and that's how we got that word. And then I said, oh, I just realized that I shopped for my makeup at Sally Beauty Supply. And at it was the, really yeah. funny. <laughs> Beauty supply. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right, because it was a, a cover-up, and I always use Sally as just a general. I think it's a Gen X thing. I don't know. It's funny, though. Tom, Dick, Tom Dick we'll and remember. Sally. We'll remember. Yeah. Tom. Tom, Tom Dick, Dick and, and Sally? Harry? I don't know. Oh, it was Tom Dick and Harry. I'm just talking back. like, man, you didn't throw a female in there? What I the know, fuck? Right. You fucking fucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We recorded this one later at night. Oh, you yeah. Can you not really, tell? Yeah. You're getting a real good shit. This is real raw. This is. And we're not cutting it out. This is the. No. There. It has to stay exactly as and it is. That is the core of who we are. It is because we are crazy. We well, are crazy. And we're weird. And you. If it's not hurting anybody, you don't have to edit. You don't have to be perfect. No, no you don't have to. And that's what I really do hope that shows people. You don't have to be perfect. You don't, because there's little things, because we're good at picking shit apart. That's a yeah. whole nother day. That's a it whole is. nother topic. That's a whole nother Tuesday. Remember that old slang one? Then we'll, then we'll stop. The see you next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was another so thing will, with We Tuesdays. will see you next a- after next Tuesday. Yes. So it doesn't spell cunt. So. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I can't. I can't. See you after next Tuesday. You're a quant. 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 Wait, can you do that in a British accent? Your husband could. Oh, yeah. We need to get some good clips of him doing that shit. We do. A quant. Just wait till he's going. It's a a quant. See you after next Tuesday. See you after. Quant. If anyone ever called me a bitch, though, I'd always tell them, you know, you should buff up on your, you know, fucking adjectives, because actually cunt's more appropriate. And then they just look at me and be like, oh, shit. And I'm like, don't forget to add fucking crazy to it. And then they'd be like, oh, shit. And you like, oh, And then I'd smile. And then they'd be like, where'd you go? Where'd yeah, you go? Exactly. And I'd be kicking people out and shit when I was running the venues. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool one. Anyway, as always. We're here. We're fucking weird. And we are with you. That we are. Thanks again for listening. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Moonchild Revolution. And on our website, moonchildrevolution.com, where you can find episode notes, links, to what we're up to, and contact us. Hit us up.